my dad told me that back in the nineties, when he wanted to get porn, he'd have to walk into like a independent video rental fucking establishment. Yeah. And uh, you'd have to go up to the guy and be like, have you got any blueies? That, that, was, that was the code word for porn, dude. That's mind, for our generation, man. That's mind boggling because imagine having to ask another grown man for, for porn. It's like there's that big fucking elephant in the room that's like, yeah, I'm going to touch my penis with this video. Yeah, like it's like a mutual brainwave thing, isn't it? Where you just like, we know what each other's doing later yeah. on. Yeah. In this day and age, like we pretend like we can keep secrets, but because everything's in the digital era now, it's all like everyone's got a fucking profile. Everyone has a digital version of themselves that's like cons- that consists of fucking passwords and card numbers and personal information, email addresses. There's a digital version of us out there. How so fucking crazy. Click a fucking button now as well. You and I have counterparts that exist in a fucking, whatever you call them, computer fucking hive. But we still control Server it. hive. Server hive or something like that. Yeah, it goes back to that Matrix Reloaded, doesn't it? When uh, Chancellor Velour, I think his name was, says to Neo, take a walk with me. And they go down to the engineering levels of Zion. And they stare at this machine and it's like responsible for re- recycling all the water on Zion. And the chancellor says, I have no idea how that works, but I know why it works. I know its purpose. And he says to Neil, what is your purpose? And I have no fucking idea where I was going with this. So. <laughs> is Matrix Reloaded is gash anyway. No, nah, just... I like it. No? Man. You nah, like I it? Love it? Mate, it's got so much fucking philosophical shit going on, man. If you if you if you're aware of it and you see it being demonstrated in the Matrix Reloaded, you're like, fuck yeah, don't get me wrong, there's some janky CGI action scenes, but fuck it, whatever. Is Matrix Reloaded where like at the end they go into the fucking and start fighting everything? No. Fighting all the machines. Is that re- is that revelation? Revolutions. Revolutions, that's the third one. Yeah, the third one. I, I always mm. I don't hate the third one, but I don't go my way to watch it. One and two, and I'm like, all right, cool, I need I know everything I need to know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I like to. No, I think I two, let me try and sell it to you. I'm not going to try and be patronized. And I'm not going to try and change your mind in any way. And by the way, I want to, I want to talk about Judge, Judge Dredd after this. So Okay. Yeah, fine. But, um, I love Judge Dredd. Talk about how fucking day long. Well, the 2012 Dredd movie and the AD documentary. About 2000 AD. There's a documentary on Netflix, I believe. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. They talk about their responses. John Wagner and all that. That's, then, that's one of the creators' names. Can't remember the other guy's name. But John Wagner's one of them. The, uh, the comics yeah they, they were behind the comics mm. but before I get to that I'm going to write that down Dread you can't you can't hear my music can you no man alright cool it's, it's for me only fuck you so the Matrix Reloaded let me try and sell it to you what's good about the Matrix Reloaded is it it adds this other element where the Matrix has had previous versions of itself and it's ended and the Matrix being reloaded it mm-hmm. updates itself because there's this constant yin and a yang conflict between the machines, and between the humans. It's revealed at the end of the Matrix Reloaded. The architect says to Neo that uh, they tried different versions of the Matrix. There was a paradise version in an earlier version, which was cons- that consisted of angels and all this, that, and the other. But it didn't work mm-hmm. out because humans rejected paradise. They rejected it, and it turned. The architect looked at it and thought, well, maybe they need to live in conflict in order to accept the simulation and that's what it was so they end up by the sixth version of the matrix it was 1999 or you know 
late nineties, early two thousands. And what, reloaded present time, like when it yeah, was then. The six versions, the six version of the Matrix one that we we see in the trilogy, that um, that's the version that they're in. I'm trying to think where I'm going now because it's quite fucking complicated, and being high as well doesn't help. <laughs> but yeah, the architect just realizes that the current version of the Matrix they can convince 90, 99% of everyone in the matrix will accept it. They are what called blue pills. They accept yeah. the deception. And in the end, there's only that 1% that still want to wake up and they become part of the Zion fucking civilization underground in the outside world. And Neo has to start the next lot to be freed so that they can go build their own Zion after the machines have destroyed it. And it's a mm-hmm. constant cycle of, the one restarting the outside world by choosing 20, 23 people, I think it is, 23 people to start the new Zion. I think uh, it's kind of like... Did that? Did I explain that well? Am I being a fucking dunce? Uh, like, I don't know, because you're trying to sell me on it. So I just, I, like, I haven't watched it in years, so maybe I'll, I'll re-watch it and I think it's a bit better. But it kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy X's story. Hmm. Because like they're fighting a creature called Sin, and then once they defeat it, it comes back again, and they have to. It's like a cycle; they have to keep defeating it. Yeah, it's um, it's the hero's journey. It's cyclical. Yeah. Just Same because up. just because you end because just because your journey ends with the character being irre- irreversibly transformed. So, and what do you think the Matrix Four is going to be about? Then I hope that it is um, a prequel. It takes place in an earlier version of the Matrix because the Merovingian is my favorite character. I don't know if I've said this before on another podcast or did I cut it out. I think you brought it up in Oh T Boat and I cut it out because yeah. I was spilling secrets. Oh, okay. So that's why I did it. Um so I didn't want to stitch myself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, we kind of people we talked to on previous episodes, we especially if they're in a certain profession, we sort of like, you know, Oh say, yeah, there's an unwritten rule where you just if if they're doing something secret well, not secretive but like high production you know, yeah just fucking keep it on the low keep on the low. that's why i cut yeah. that bit out because i thought i might get in trouble we're, we're, we're loyal dudes man but we know fucking other people ain't gonna fucking go on our back and exactly t bomb fuck that's what i'm saying so it doesn't work for tmz like ah, i'm gonna sell this <laughs> <laughs> yes i did a podcast with these guys and no, here's my theory because we never really told too much about this new matrix movie we weren't really, were we? Not really. We no. kind of made an assumption. I asked the question and the response was different to what was in the eyes. And I was like, mm. ah. So that's what happened. But my theory, I think, is that it's going to be an earlier version of the Matrix. And the Merovingian is going to be in his prime because there's theory that the Merovingian was in a previous version of the Matrix, was himself the one. All right, okay. But instead of choosing to become deleted, he went into exile. And that's why he has ghosts. That's why he has werewolves. That's why he has vampires as his henchmen, because they are from a previous version of the Matrix where those demons existed. Mm-hmm. I get you. You see where I'm going now? Does yeah. that sell it to you a little bit, that law? Yeah, in a way. Because the story. The Oracle explains to Neo about 45 minutes into the film. They, re- they, they meet again so, so he knows what, what's part of his next part of the journey. And she says that in this reality, all the programs doing something they're supposed to be doing, you don't see them. They control the wind. 
you know, they control the birds, they control the simulation. You don't see these programs. And she says the ones that are doing a job that they're not supposed to be doing, we hear about them all the time. And Neil says, yeah. I've never heard of them. And the Oracle said, well, of course you have. Anytime someone's ever told you a story about seeing an angel or a demon or a werewolf, that was the program doing something it wasn't supposed to be doing. It was a previous program that had gone into exile. Right. And Maybe I'm going to have to... Yeah, and Neil fights these guys. Watch them again. In, in the second film as well. He fights these vampires. They're very hard to kill, but he just... Neil fucking tests through them, man. It's called the Chateau fight. One of the best action scenes out there in the Vampire, world. Vampires, they're the dudes with the dreadlocks. No, they're ghosts. All right. Yeah, maybe I need to rewatch it. So could yeah. you imagine if the next Matrix movie was an expansion on the Merovingian in, in his peak? Because what's so badass about the Chateau fight is that the Merovingian just folds his arms and watches as one by one as his henchmen get fucking killed, and it is badass. And he's like, I survived your predecessors, and I should survive you. <laughs> I'm not doing a very uh, good impersonation of it, but... <laughs> yeah, I think I'll watch it again at some point. Definitely. I think you have sold me there. Mm. Go on, then. I'll give you that. Sorry, dude. One of them is really hard to explain fucking complicated plot. Mm, no, yeah, I know. It's like fucking try to explain the plot of Grandma's Boy. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll edit in a way... I'll edit in a way Yellow. that... Yellow. I'll edit in a way that makes it fucking more makes sense. Comprehensible. <laughs> what is the fucking plot of Grandma's Boy? It's about a 35-year-old stoner who gets kicked out of his apartment, moves in with his grandmother, and struggles. And the the whole point of the film is, is that they've got this new game coming out created by JP. <laughs> and he wants to get off with Samantha, try and get some sleep a good night's sleep at his grandma's house. And <laughs> get this game done yeah mm. and he's got his own game on the side he's got his own game he's been developing for himself and his grandma see, fucking falls in love with see it at the start right when uh, they're getting kicked out and uh yeah, hey alex that... you forget smoking lamp and no, no, in, before that this is this goes back to another thing where i love the little thing it's um i sp- he's like you spend all your money on hookers and he's like you're a hooker <laughs> <laughs> he's just like nearly crying he's like you're a hooker that's good, man. Oh, and uh, yeah, the Frankenstein. Oh, man. Mate, what I love the most is uh, that first smoking session in Dante's basement. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's got the monkey. No, this is before the monkey. He's one who's got the oh. African guy there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just after that funeral, and he's just smoking that joint. Dr. Doom's playing in the background. He's like, he's like, I don't give a shit what kind of weed. I just want to get high, man. I'm going to get baked. The African goose is there. It's like, mate, that's the kind of life that we aspire for. Like, see when he's going through the fridge, basement dwellers just get high. He's going through the fridge, and he's like, "I don't know what the fuck you are, but I'll eat you too." <laughs> <laughs> then he, he burns puts... his fucking head. He's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> he puts it in the oven and comes out like, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah, and he's oh, motherfucker!" Oh, I fucking love that film. And he, 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 he perpetuates this lie with his colleagues. Oh, yeah. he, he was getting off with these three chicks and it turns out to be the grandmother. Yeah, he has bandages on both his hands. <laughs> and they ask him and, why. And just before I screamed, I came. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Samantha comes in they're telling the story. He kicks fucking Joan Hill in the knee. It's like, I think he fucking shattered it. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I think he fucking shattered it. <laughs> Mate, Jonah Hill, like, 
pre-famous Jonah Hill and he's just fat as fuck, man. That's funny. Yeah, but that's the biggest I've ever seen him in Grandma's Boy. Mate, he's humongous. And you see him Knocked Up, he wasn't... I think Knocked Up, you can see him losing it. No, yeah. He he, he fucking... The first thing he bought was a personal trainer to... Fair play to him, man. He pulled it off and lost lost weight. Mate, the first thing I'd do is buy teeth, so I don't blame him. Yeah, man. The first thing I'd buy is more expensive shit versions of what I've got. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) Ten times bigger TV, the new Xbox. Man, I, I wouldn't even do that, man. I'd just get a fucking neural implant. No, I'm just getting a new microphone. Get a new microphone. Yeah, set new headset, new mic. Get a studio. Get a little fucking what they Good call it. Um, the it's a simple word, and I can't even remember it. It's um the thing that you plug it the audio into to sort of like control the audio sound box or something like that. Fucking soundboard. Yeah, I know what you mean. Soundboard. I see people with them all the time. Yeah, soundboard. And it's like you could you can plug it in. And like, yeah. Or if we didn't have like the setup we have now, if we were all together, we could just use a soundboard and put the iPhone in front of us and do it. Because that's what um, Sam and a boyfriend do. Yeah. They use the sound box and microphones. That's what I want to do. That's the way I want to go with this. Yeah, man. Imagine just fucking, yeah, having a coffee table and a couch and just having that as our studio. Yeah. Sick posters behind us and books and DVDs and shit. That's the plan. And then a typewriter somewhere just for the aesthetic. Just for the aesthetic, man. Yeah. Do you like, you like the new intro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a tribute. Oh, it took me fucking like 10, 15 minutes to find that sound. Yeah. There was, some, there was some great sounds, but some of them weren't exactly six seconds. I needed I needed it to be five seconds long. Five seconds. Or four seconds That's long. long. That's how long the intro is. Four seconds long. Yeah. Or six, so I don't fucking know. It's a shit. But I knew how much I knew how long the intro was. I was like, oh, it needs to be this long. And I found it. Did you go on like a free sound website or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. of doing the same with Ryan Doyle. Where I'm, Would you? I'm going to mute the the all the videos I get. I'm going to get clips, and then me in the background saying about that clip. The Would event, mean, like a voiceover. Me talk like the stuff I've already said in the podcast. Me bringing up that event, and then having footage of that event. Oh, I get you. Yeah, clipping it, getting clips. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like he's he's doing like a dive and he's doing that dive and front flip fourteen feet onto judo mats, and I've yeah, got that but... footage. I've got that footage, and I'll just take mute it and replace it in my own free sound. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Those sounds, and then just my voice in the background, and it just fades to to us on the podcast talking, and then Ryan goes to talk, and then it fades out. That's a good idea, man. Like that idea. Or just say he would just say like three words. You know, and then just fade out. Well, just to make people fucking want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, just fade to black. That's cheeky. You like that though? Yeah. Just fucking thirty, like twenty-five seconds of him just doing fucking insane shit. Talk about the back flipping pigeons. There's actually footage of the back flipping pigeons. That's a good idea. Well, and just have like mute it and just have like the podcast audio in the background. Is that what you mean? Podcast audience and occasional noise. Yeah, yeah. To accommodate, yeah, that's good, man. accommodate the movement. Yeah, and you've got the fucking editing shit to do that, haven't you? So. Because he filmed, he used, after 2010, he used a phantom camera. So he got some amazing footage in slow-mo that I can just add sounds yeah. to. Mate, them phantom cameras are worth a bomb, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're a bit cheaper now than they were back then. He, it was so awesome, him talking about the phantom camera and just saying, like, it had these huge fans. Yeah, yeah, just to fucking cool. cool down. Yeah. Well, you would, though, man. That thing's, like, heavy, isn't it? Yeah. Proper, legit piece of equipment, right? It was just awesome. Get, it was just awesome getting that 
you know, behind the scenes peak. Mm. He's that. fucking just awesome to talk to him in general, man. He was a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Hopefully we get to go down there in a couple of weeks. That'll be dope. It'll be in July anyway, so we're sound. Yeah. So what you want to say about Dread? You just want to fucking talk about it. It's talk on about Net- how fucking... It's, in Netflix. It's, uh, it's on Netflix. Um, in the UK anyway. It's on what, Netflix. the documentary or the film? The documentary might still be there. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. Oh, what, is Dread just be cut, come out on Netflix? Yeah. No, no, no way, man. I hope, people, I hope fucking shit loads of people watch it, man. Oh, for sure. I mean, and then it gets... Because that's when it yeah, that's when it'll pick up a sequel. Netflix will be like, oh, people fucking loving this shit. What's so significant about the movie is how well it introduces the, the main protagonist, Dread, Because it's revealed very early on that he just... He's very conservative. He, he ain't wavering his values for no one or nothing. It's like when he when he kills that guy who's holding the woman hostage in the mall, she says thank you. She's like thank you, like she's really grateful, and he's just kind of, you know, I me mean, with that fucking visor on, just frowning. And it's like he didn't do it for her; he did it to uphold the law. Yeah, that's all he's about, and it's straight law. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that's when that's when the end. Fucking, I don't know if I should spoil it. Fuck it. Do you know in the end because she fucking what does she do she drops her gun does she drop she her loses gun? her gun and that's an automatic fail but then she proves herself worthy as a partner to yeah, dread yeah. so he and, and of, he like he just oh what does he do he just he, what does he say to her at the end he just still gives her a pass doesn't he but yeah. he says something to her doesn't he i can't remember what he says oh, but it's man. so epic man that film fuck you know alex Garland i wish i'd seen that in the cinema man i did man oh fuck me was it you watched it in 3D? Yeah, man, it was empty because no one fucking appreciated it. But Assholes, man. It comes out DVD like, oh, I love Dread. Why did it not get a sequel? Because you fuckers didn't go to the cinema. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Well, I am part of the blame, but I didn't. I didn't really see trailers, and I get, didn't get the hype. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, his marketing strategy was just an absolute farce. That sucks, man. And they were only selling it in 3D. It was very hard to see it in 2D. You know, and, you know, Midwesterners in America, the United States, they don't really have those sort of faculties. What do you mean? They don't, they don't have nice cinemas that have 3D projectors and all that shit, you know what I mean? Oh, what, like everywhere? Like in certain parts of the UK. Well, not so much the UK because we're kind of a small place, but in the US, you've got like fucking deserts. Yeah. It's like, you know, these people like to watch movies because the town fucking sucks and you're going to deprive them of dread because you only want to sell it in 3D. <laughs> Cunts, mate. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so Alex Garland had these. Um, he wrote out a trilogy. So the whole point of the first film was to really just a day in the life scenario where they just introduce the characters in one one setting, and it adds so much lore in the background. It's in the graffiti. It's in the words that are spoken. It's in some of the exposition. It's like wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes you want to know more about Mega City One, and. I think I can't remember what part two is going to be. I think part two is going to explore the cursed earth and part three was going to introduce the, the, these demons, um, the judged or the dark, the deaf judges. I think they're called dark judges. I might be getting that wrong. I don't know. I can't extend that. I never really got too into the comic. I started buying it after I watched dread, but that would have been amazing to introduce them. Mm. What are they about? Oh mate. I'll Google it for you. I can't be asked. 
I just look at my phone like that. Fuck that. Yeah, like I'd be able to type in words. Look it up, man. Look it up. Yeah. You know, just go on Wikipedia and type it or go on IMDb and look up the trivia of Dread and it will tell you about some of the behind the scenes with what Alex Garland had in mind with this trilogy. And it's not going to work out that way, but never mind. The film's great as it is. Yeah, it works on its own. I mean, because it doesn't really set up a sequel, does it? No. It could do with the characters. Well, and her, what's her name? I always forget. Uh, I know the a- actress's name. Oh, yeah, that's an help. <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Fucking good memory. Um, just their dynamic together, man. The actor was fucking great as well. I like how the Judge Dredd has a very tiny, tiny uh, character growth. It's it's so small. I mean, it is it's significant, but it is quite a small change to the fact he doesn't really change his ways at all. His, he doesn't have, have an arc other than that, giving Anderson a pass because she proved herself to be fucking... Well, that's useful. the thing about the film, though. You go the whole film with him just being stone-faced, stone-cold, and then think, when he gives her a pass... Do you think any the those corrupt judges, those four corrupt judges, were part of that him changing his views a little bit because he saw that even judges themselves were corrupt. So sometimes you just had to fight dirty. Maybe. You know I mean? Well, yeah, part. 100% that's got to be a part of it. Because they got bought out for a million, didn't they? Right. Mama. 100% that's got to be part of it. But so. he's still stone-faced, stone-cold then as well when he's fighting. No, oh, maybe when he jams it. that guy's a throat oh. the butt of his gun. Yeah, that's sick. And yeah, that's what I mean. Like stone cold. It's not until he gives Anderson a pass is when you see a little bit of emotion. Mm. It's the only fucking time. And that's when you appreciate it as well because the whole film like builds it. doesn't even just, build him up. He just drives off with that music yeah. playing. Oh, man. I'll fucking Mate, never that intro. That intro, sorry. It's just that intro of something else where he's just on the bite and that do 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 what does he say? He has a little line. Hot shot. Yeah, he shoots the incendiary grenade into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, oh, fucking hell. And then saves the lady. Yeah, that's when she's like, thank you. He's just like, amazing. It's amazing. And I love the story behind these. Like, Even when there's like little bits of lore mentioned here and there, when the paramedic guys explain about Mama taking over all, all the other clans, the judged, mm. the, uh, I can't remember the other two gangs, but it makes you think, oh, what's what's their story, you know? Mm-hmm. 2012 was a really good year for movies, when you think about it. We have... Mate, 2007 to 2012, mm. peak, peak years for films. 2011 was a bit lame, but we had the in-betweeners movie, which was funny at the time. I can't watch it now. Mm. It's because we're growing up now. Wow. Yeah. We were that age where we could enjoy it back then. I can so... still watch this TV show, but the movies just aren't the same quality. Yeah. Yeah, the first series in particular, man, fucking... Watching it in the cinema, great. though, was a great experience, just having everyone fucking howling. But 2012, exactly. like, I'm going I'm to tell you why 2012 was the best year for movies. Sorry, what are you going to say? Because in the cinema, when everyone's laughing, it's just infectious, isn't it? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's good. Mm. But here's why tw- 2012 was the best year for movies for us, anyway. We had Dark Knight Rises. People shit on that film, but I still like it. Fuck it. Roma Bane? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, you, we had Ted... We had Dread, we had Looper, we had The Amazing Spider-Man. Looper, a bit. 
Yeah, still good fit. Um, Amazing Spider-Man, man. People fucking shit on that, but I'll, maybe it's it was, a nostalgic thing it, for me. Yeah, it was but good I loved it. it. Well, it's, it's, for us, it's associated with such a nice memory. Me, you, and Brett coming to Weymouth for the first time. You came to visit me, got me, and um, we just had such a nice week. The weather was amazing. It was just before the Olympics. Perfect, wasn't it, man? Just before the Olympics had started, we got we, fucking. Yeah, that'll you, be our purgatory. That weekend will be our purgatory. Mate. That's where me, you, and Brett will meet in the afterlife. That's where that's what I wrote about, mate, in my book. You know, Brett done it in his book, and uh, you won't know about my book till you fucking get a hint of it. You know? <laughs> I can't wait. If that weekend's in there, mate, I'll be so happy. Oh, no, like, not that weekend, that week. It was just such a good week. And then that time we went to the no fort and just sat in the sun. I've got a photograph of it as well. It's cool. And we're just chilling out. Uh, we got high. We got stoned. We had a bag of Maltesers. And my mate Max phones us up and he says, oh, uh, I'll see you guys in 20 minutes. So I was like, all right, mate. And then we just see a squirrel and we drop a Malteser. We're like, look. Following it. Following it. And then we're, we're just watching the, the Malteser starts rolling down the steps and the squirrel's going after him. We're just like, whoa, this is amazing. It's because well, I've never been that close to a squirrel, but it fucking off. That's how I was amazed, man. I was yeah, like, no way. And we were just so high as well. And then Max rings me up and says, where the fuck are you guys? We like walked a quarter of a mile. I was like, I'm oh, sorry, Max. We've been following this squirrel for 20 minutes. <laughs> Uh, we'll meet you halfway. <laughs> Mate, we're all miles away as well. Fuck it out. Following this squirrel for ages. By the ocean. And no, but point. when we're sitting at the no fort and we're just fucking doing impressions of people walking past. Oh, I oh remember. my god. Oh, mate. The old people. Mate. Oh, fuck it out. That was fucking howling, man. That really mate, tickled like, Oh, mate. I can't remember what we were saying. Um, the words, the words fucking lost on me, but just people walking past and were like, so yeah, it's not a nice view, isn't it, Thomas? <laughs> just stupid shit like that. Just talking about like, I'm going to give you a rogering when we get home. <laughs> give me a right, Roger. Give me your todger, Roger. <laughs> on that. And like, dungeon. Brett was laughing because apparently they were turning in, in sync with what I was saying. <laughs> Mate, it was just perfect. Because <laughs> it looked like when, when it looked like she was talking, you'd be doing her voice and then... <laughs> That was hilarious, man. man oh man, remember the first remember the first time we got into your house as well and I sat on your bed. I was like, oh my god, Dan Tilt fucking destroys chicks on this thing. <laughs> yeah, man, I did. I did because <laughs> I just have a relationship. So I was you know, the stars. Oh, it's just one of those beds, you know, those one of those beds. If a chick just sees that size bed, they're like they just undress. Like, oh my god. Yeah, mate, like I, I probably get five minutes into a film, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, nailing them. You and you had I mean? a fucking bathroom in your room as well. Was that just um, it was perfect so they, that's it so they didn't need to do the walk of embarrassment they just had to go in your bathroom yeah mate that's it that, you know what I mean it's just a fucking great place to live oh man um, we definitely got to buy that place man we will we've got to start GoFundMe well I've, <laughs> I've started saving money dude anyway so we'll see what happens just make a GoFundMe and fucking uh, make our dreams um, come true yeah <laughs> dreams come true custom sounds <laughs> oh no Mate, that house, it, sometimes it was funny like coming back from that house people still fucking partying in my back garden I was like I remember I used to work on Saturdays I only did 8 till 12 on a Saturday for like two years and just coming home in the summer at like 1 o'clock in the, in the afternoon everyone's just fucking having beers and joints in my garden in the summer overlooking the ocean I was like man oh, man that fucking place was insane I remember I got Max stoned one time is he not really a stone? I know. No, nah, man, he was. I always, I was a bad influence on him. I think. <laughs> but um, I just, I told him, I said, look, dude, if you get the munchies, man, I've got some digestive, so they're in the cupboard. 
Right, so help yourself. Is it and then double double charges? Uh, no, nah, this is before. Joy, die. This was in the before time. This is like a year before. Oh, well, before they were released. Yeah, and yeah. Max gets stoned on the roof with us on the roof terrace, and uh, he comes up to me and puts his hand on my shoulder, and he looks at me like square in the eyes, like Pikey, mate, you got them digest- <laughs> you got them biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's thinking about dude I need some fucking digestives now <laughs> oh man and I was like calm down you little stoner I'll get you biscuits <laughs> oh man getting people stoned for the first time is great I remember we got um... you got me st- well it's not that you got me stoned for the first, you know you were the first good high I had yeah, you always, that's, that's when it really because me I remember when I started getting high for the first time First couple of times, I was like, why the fuck do people do this? This is not... Because I always felt sick, head was light. I remember trying to watch Jane Silent Bob as well, one time, really high. And I was like, no, I don't enjoy this. I can't remember the first time I got high when I really enjoyed it. I think I was watching... Um, what's that fucking Woody Harrelson movie? Where he's Mid- Midnight in Paris? Nah. Oh, Woody Harrelson. I thought it was Woody Harrelson. I thought it was Woody Harrelson, sorry. Nah, Woody Harrelson, fucking Kingpin. Kingpin. I watched Kingpin really high and I was like, this is the greatest fucking time in my life. I must have been about 17. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this movie before. Like, cause I remember that's, 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 I think that's my favorite comedy of all time above Grandma's Boy. But anyway, yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah, we got Craig around and uh, it was me and Brett sitting there and we we're like, cause we didn't really, we didn't really speak to him after school. But he popped up on fucking MSN Messenger and uh, he was like, hi, Sean. I looked at Brett. Yeah, I was like, I looked at Brett. I was like, should we get Craig high? And he he just nodded at me like, we're playing Halo 3. I was like, he just nodded. I was like, Craig, you want to come around and get stoned? I don't know if I said them words exactly. What year was this? 2009, maybe. Fucking hell, this is going way back. Yeah, 17, 18, 17. And um, he comes around and his big fucking like, jacket middle of summer and uh it's just hey guys fucking just you know you never smoked weed before you know those people have never smoked weed it was just like hey <laughs> well, i came upstairs and i was playing early through had a couple of tokes of a joint and like me and brett forgot about him he sat there and stared at the wall for about an hour and then he and then he and then he just went he stood up and he was like well bye and, and just went <laughs> like didn't say a welcome word. He Mate, was I, did, like, I did that to you guys though when we would be in my house watching like Dude Where's My Car or Ghost in the Shell. And I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna go toilet and I just never come back. Yeah, that's all right. That's that's your house, isn't it? Yeah. And we me and Brad just chilling in the living room, free reign, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a story, right? So I got this girl stoned once she was about 39, and it was a Tinder date. Yeah. And I got a little bit catfished, you know, she was a nice enough girl, but she was clearly in violation of the trade's description of the act of 2003, whatever, whatever year it is. <laughs> I've made that very carry on. And, uh, I've just never had a day off Tinder. Yeah, mate. I didn't want to. My mum, of all people, encouraged me to go on Tinder for years. I was like, mum, that's fucking no, yeah, no go. I'd rather meet a bird at a fucking... Because we've come, become, part of, we've become part of this fast food culture where we need things now. Next day delivery. Fucking fall in love with a girl through your for, through a rectangle you know through a fucking portal that's what it essentially is you're looking at a portal you're seeing a, a, a partner's well for me it'd be a, a girl's face you know like you start making up this imaginary version of this human being 
you don't even know what they look like. I always used to like make a joke with these girls saying, oh, I can't wait to see you in three dimensions. You know, I never even said that to them. I just said that to myself, like, oh, I can't wait to see you in three dimensions. Mm-hmm. You know, because you never know that that transition from two dimensional to three dimensional can be quite jarring. You know? Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it depends who you are, man. I'm just an awkward guy. So if I meet a girl offline, yeah. from online, I'm just like a shell of a man. Mate, there was no. I got to meet them face to face first. I think that's mad do you know what I mean that's how human beings should interact that's how it's been for a yeah. long old time because I like to get that instant like right. King Henry VIII I mean? King Henry VIII got catfished you want to hear this story so his fourth wife was Catherine of I want to make sure I get this right I want to say Catherine Ka- of Aragon but... hmm, there's a lot of Catherine's uh, Ka- Catherine I know Howard's but Catherine. Catherine of Aragon's the fourth are you, are you, is that your final answer yep alright you're going to win 500 pounds if you get this right. Yeah, because she survived. It's death row Catherine of Aragon. No, no, no. Catherine of Aragon was the first wife. Fucking knew it. Yeah, who is no. the fourth? Uh, here we go. Let's find out. The Catherine, Catherine of Aragon survived, though, didn't she? She didn't get beheaded. Or did Anna, she? Anna, Anna, Anne of Cleves. Anne of Cleves. Cleves. Fucking hell. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they got, right. So, right. Anne of Cleves. So, King Henry VIII got fucking catfished, right? So, here's the story. So, yeah, obviously, no internet, no fucking Tinder, right? It's like the fucking 1600s. How do you know this first before you tell the story? You just researched. Oh, I, I learned this in year four. I just forgot the oh, name. There's two go, fucking go. Catherines to keep track of. And, um, so yeah, he saw a photo. This is uh, Jane Seymour had passed away. This is his third wife who had bared him a, a first son. Mm. She died from complications, and the kid was ill all the time anyway. So she he tried to remarry, you know. And they showed him a photo, a portrait of this woman, Anne of Cleves, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, she shows up and she's hideous." And he divorced with that within that first year. Fuck it, that's like my mum and dad's relationship. <laughs> That's what I mean. So I try and remember their fucking names off the little gate. Oh, I've cut that bit out. That nursery rhyme. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, I can't remember it now. Survived, beheaded, alive, some shit like that. You know what I mean? Do you remember Survived, that? beheaded, died, survived, beheaded, died, survived. Yeah, yeah. Because I know Catherine of Aragon's fucking survived. I think. I hope I'm right. I don't know. Man. Catherine fucking of Aragon got, got dumped. Aragon? Aragon. <laughs> Aragon. Oh, yes. Catherine, Catherine of Aragon. Of Aragon. <laughs> the uh, Lone Ranger. <laughs> Catherine of Aragon. <laughs> Second wife of Aragon. King hey, of this, the, this is the shit history the lesson. <laughs> ironically enough good, i've been watching a good story yeah good catfish story no, ironically i've been watching uh, extra credits on youtube which learns tells me about history through animations all right is that good yeah mate it's fucking sound me I, I learned about the egyptians the egyptian empire why oh, man, i love the egyptians the aztecs i love all that ancient stuff that's my jam well i learned yesterday that between 1200 bc and 1150 bc there was like this there's this 50 year period where there's no records that can really be found, almost like its own sort of dark ages, because it was the end of the Bronze Age. 
Yeah. It was the demise of the Bronze Age. Yeah. Who, uh, what what uh, YouTube channel is this called? Because I was watching... Extra credits. Uh, this, some, some of this shit. Um, yeah, carry on. So um, this very well-functioning empire, you know, because of the River Nile, the Egyptians had irrigation systems because the, the River Nile would rise and dip. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it always giving moisture to the plants, which, which would otherwise be would not survive because of how dry that climate is in Africa because of the river Nile, it flourished and they had irrigation systems. And there was, it was kind of like a, almost like a technocracy or a militarized bureaucracy. I don't know what you'd call that kind of society, but um, it worked well, even though fucking people suffered, but um, you know, they had their shit together. They were very, very clever at what they'd done. And I'm trying to get to the point here. I'm still kind of high. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So it, people, even historians to this day, can't really figure out what was the main cause of the fall of the Egyptian Empire because there's so many lost records in that 50-year period. And um, some people say it was a volcanic eruption. You know, such a diverse ecosystem or such a diverse economic system that if one fails, all fails. That's kind of how they were based. And um, but there's been documentation found about how the the sea people was what led to the destruction of the Egyptian empire, but they don't know who yeah. the sea people were, but they came from the North. And I'm thinking, I reckon it was dolphins. What? I think the dolphins were the sea people. Dolphins. Yeah, man. We don't dolphins. really know. Yeah, dolphins man. took out the Egyptians. I think so. What? This I think is a that, joke. No, I, that's my theory. Dolphins. The, dolphins. the, the fucking dolphins. Yeah, mate. No, what the fuck? They can kill sharks with their noses, mate. What do you think they're going to do against? Fucking well, they're going to come on, come on land and start attacking Egyptian men. There's more to dolphins than people realize, mate. I don't know if I can take this serious, then. Just go with it, dude. Just go with it. <laughs> dolphins take out the Egyptians. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> no, they didn't. Sea people, Sean. Sea people. Sea people, not yeah. sea creature. Dolphins are the people of the sea. Sea people. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Just go with it. Oh, I'm fucking high. Are you? A little bit. How do you think about this? <laughs> no, shit? I'm right. Okay, I'll give you. I'll, let me explain because I've never heard this before in my fucking life. Everything I've sea said. Sea people, right? Everything I've said, other than dolphins, is is historically correct. I mumble my I'm, way I through. I don't. I don't know if you're taking the piss with dolphins though. No. I'm just I could be aliens. I was thinking aliens at first, but then I thought that's got to be dolphins, mate. The, sea the, thing, the thing I don't understand, right, is how pyramids are all over the world, right? But they don't have no way to contact each other. How the fuck did they all just miraculously build pyramids? How did they, how is that possible? Dolphins. <laughs> Technology. I don't know, dude. <laughs> so, well, they do have sonar, don't they? Or is that? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have yeah. FM radio, I think. <laughs> Do you reckon you could fucking tune the radio into dolphins? I think it, you could put a radio in a dolphin. <laughs> like, Where is could, this going? You could, <laughs> there's parts of this world where you can just buy a dolphin with a radio in it. What, a real dolphin? Yeah, like a dead dolphin. It's got a radio in it. Like a toy. Like a toy maybe, maybe, maybe the, the, the latent brain function of the dolphin if it was still alive you're gonna get a knock at the door and it's gonna be the fucking men in black 
and you're going to come on, you're going to message me tomorrow. Like, do you want to do a podcast tonight, bro? I don't remember anything. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, just... dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you, you're onto something here. I don't know, man. I mean, I give dolphins a benefit of the doubt, but there's possibilities. I um, I think it's more aliens, to be honest. Yeah, aliens. That would be my theory. But what if dolphins... No, dolphins would be aliens because they're just people of the sea, aren't they? They can't fly. No, but they can in that in the in that movie, Hitchhiker's Guard of the Galaxy, the Douglas adaptation of Douglas Adams' book. Mm. They just fly out the ocean and go out the out of captivity. Out. How do flat earthers explain waterfalls? Oh, the same way they say about anything. Oh, waterfalls can exist on a flat Earth. Space is fake. <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. But you know what? I don't even get mad at those comments because technically I was suggesting that I I, rec- I like the simulation hypothesis. That's, that's the most universally accepted alter, alternate but universe, isn't what, it? What I say to flat earth is, is that tyranny, deception and evil can exist on a round earth also. You know, the government can still be lying to us and we'd be on a fucking circle or a cube. Cube? What the fuck? Sphere. We're on a dolphin. <laughs> We're on a dolphin. Case closed. I have no further questions, Your Honor. Done. That's it. Fire fairy explained. Dolphins did it. <laughs> Do you piss off dolphins? Sorry, the dolphins just fucking getting a bit emotional. Oh, yeah, fucking old, old, bro. Old. Yeah, man. Um, you ever heard of the Black Knight satellite? No, tell me more. I remember watching a documentary ages ago about it. It's like a uh, this is just me wanting to believe something ridiculous is real. Apparently, like there's a, an alien satellite that orbits Earth, but um, that's as far as far as my knowledge about it goes. Well, Apparently, Tesla Tesla picked up a signal back in the day. I'm just going off memory here. He picked up a signal back in the day, and they say that's the uh, black satellite, and uh, they lost it again. But there's a picture. I don't know if it's fucking fake or not. It probably is fake. But you yeah, think- apparently there is something orbiting Earth that's alien in nature, and it's like a satellite. But you never, see it. you never find it. You have to, you have to do your research on it, man. Like I reckon that satellite, mind. I reckon that satellite is responsible for why we sometimes walk into another room and not know why we're there. I think it's because of that satellite. <laughs> really? But, oh, I'm gonna go get such and such. Oh, why am I here? Yeah, oh, dude, I don't have a downstairs, but sometimes I do that. My short-term memory is ridiculous. You're all right. You're lucky because you live in one room. So yeah, no, but like sometimes. Why am I, I here? Think, oh, I live here. About... <laughs> <laughs> oh, why, am, why am I in? Oh, I live in this room. No, but like um, sometimes I'll think to do something. Ten seconds later, I'm like, "What the fuck was I gonna do?" Yeah, no, like, my short-term memory is gash. Mate, you got to do some of that Nintendo DS brain training, mate. Sure no, that's not that bad. Short-term memory is not the. Mate, 30 minutes, take 30 minutes out of your day doing a bit of brain training, mate, and you'll thank me in your 40s. Brain training like fucking Sudoku and shit. I'm joking, dude. I'm, I'm fucking you. Just read. Fucking I, do, I, read my, I started reading Caracol last night. I was actually getting into it. 50 pages a day. That's the rule. 50 mate, pages I read a like day. five fucking chapters. I was getting into it, man. Were they 10 pages each? Um, No, they were like, I can't remember actually. Maybe like seven or eight. That's not 50 pages, dude. You've got to do another chapter. Well, I read like six or seven chapters. Oh, now it's six or seven. 
I can't. I read a lot of the book, right? Fifty pages. Hold on, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you right now what chapter I'm on. I started on chapter two and I was on. Right, so we got to take minus chapter one then. So we're starting from chapter two. Right. Mm-hmm. My bookmark is in chapter eleven. All right. And what page does chapter eleven say? A hundred. Oh. And hold on. Let me oh. flip. Okay. Hold on. And then chapter two starts at. Fucking hell. Chapter three. Chapter two starts at chapter 18. No, page 18. So I read like fucking... 80 pages. 72 pages. Nah. Fuck you, dude. (laughs) Well, there you go. You've done your 50 pages. You've earned it. You know what? I'm a piece of shit. I did 14 pages today. I read the first chapter of... three. Well, that was only because I was getting into it. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I just finished reading Ubik last night. Moving yeah. on to Three Stigma of Palmer Eldritch today. Does Ubik have a film? No. That's, uh, that's um. Total Recall is uh, an interesting film. That was adapted. That was an adaptation of the Philip K. Dick short story. We can sell it for you wholesale. The short story is okay. It's nothing brilliant. It's only like 10 pages long. But the movie is something else. You know, Paul Verhoeven, who's a Dutch yeah. director. And that, he just that movie, man. Fucking great, isn't it? Well, this came out in 19, 1990. Yeah, so we'll talk te- Technically, that's still the 80s, isn't it? You know what I mean? But if you can get past the cheesiness, that fucking film's sick. I love the existential nature of the film. How, you know, there's so many answers. There's, there's so many questions because you're like, you can go with one theory, but there's plenty of evidence to suggest the other theory. Is he, is he dreaming? Did he get a lobotomy? Was it really... I'm more inclined to say now that I'm older that he definitely that was all part of the dream. Yeah, I think so. I agree. The, just the girl. Mm. You know, the girl alone, that's what the face he sees before he goes to sleep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. It's like yeah, um, Day great, of the Dead. Great soundtrack, fucking great characters, great set pieces. Yeah, and then the Martian Martian land and the fucking eyes are popping out their heads. Jesus, that was just three titties. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> like, hey, I'm one of you. <laughs> the um robot car, what's his name? Ah, you're in a Johnny cab. Yeah, oh man, I, I love the sort of corporate satire that's in it, like because you get a bit of it, you get a lot of it in Robocop because Paul Verhoeven did, directed that movie as well, and then for him to do. Total Recall, a bit of that European satire is injected in there. That's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. The Johnny Cab. <clears throat> he predicted a lot of things as well coming true, like virtual trainers. Virtual trainers? Yeah, uh, uh, Doug's wife has the uh, the tennis woman. Goes up and swings. Oh, um, my brain connected trainers to shoes there for a second, my bad. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I just love it, man. It's... Uh, <laughs> When he walks into that, he just like, hey, hey, Harry, what do you reckon about those Total Recall? It's like the mess of your brain, pal. And he goes there anyway. Yeah. No. I love those yeah, sorts of movies, man. The soundtrack like, as well is so atmospheric, man. I love the music. It's like um, based in sci-fi reality, but the film, the story, the plot, it's not sci-fi at all. Well, it can be classed as that, but it's just a fucking great yeah. story, isn't it? 
people can get memories of nice experiences. Now that's going to be a thing. It will start off with virtual reality. It, you know, it will start off with the virtual experience, but like the Oasis, Ready Player One. Um, but that's why I think you should give uh, Sword Art Online a chance. Because mm. they, they go into a virtual reality and get stuck in there. And like that. if they die in there, they die in real life. You and I were always so partial to that kind of story, the existential action or the yeah. existential drama. Even uh, Equilibrium. Equilibrium is great. Yeah, it's a man. fucking class film. Gun Carter. That's, that's, mate, I see people fucking ripping on that on YouTube and shit. That film is fucking sick. Do you know what's cool? It was directed by, uh, directed and written by a man named Kurt, what was his last name? Wimmer? I want to say Kurt Wimmer. Yeah, it was. He wrote, directed Equilibrium and he, um, he said he was always a fan of protagonists that basically like Mary Sue's, he was a fan of protagonists that never really get hurt. And that's why Preston succeeds throughout the whole movie. Like he gets nothing but like a little cut on his ear. That's all he gets because Kurt Wimmer, I want to say, was like, no, I don't want him to get scratched. And Equilibrium... That can was, work. Yeah, it can work in certain cases. You know, Equilibrium flopped and then he brought out Ultraviolet and then that tanked even more. And after that, he just became a screenwriter. But he started, he wrote the screenplay to uh, Total Recall. He wrote the screenplay to... Uh, well, the recent one or the 80s? 2012 one. 90s, sorry. 2012 one. Right. Which wasn't great. It was nice, nice like spectacle it. in the cinema. Nice spectacle. Uh, yeah, that's it. Is it like a... And the fall was an interesting idea. But it just shat all over the original. Uh, do you like um, Starship, the original Starship Troopers? Love it, like that. love it. Wasn't yeah, a big right. fan of the book, but I love the love the film. I've never read the book, but yeah. See, when I was a kid, and I was like that. Um, what are they? They're like insects, aren't they? A- aphids or bugs. Yeah, and um, that one sucks the dude's brain right near. I mean, that fucked me up as a kid. It's crazy. And then I watched it again when I was a bit older, and I was like, "This film's fucking sick." Dude, the satire is awesome, mate, and the special effects for its time are outstanding. Yeah. And a film that gets a lot of shit, and I can understand why it gets shit, but it needs to be noticed more. And that is mm-hmm. um, Valerian. Valerian? Who's in that? Um, D- Dane DeHaan. And uh, fucking what's her name? What is her name? The model? Yeah. Oh, mate. Cara Delevingne. That's the one. Yeah. And yeah, wrong casting choice. Cara Delevingne, maybe, but not Dane DeHaan. He's like a beta fucking Keanu Reeves, isn't he? Um, yeah. I like I like how but, that but, film Cara Delevingne's in. I know it's cheesy as fuck. Paper Towns. Oh, I, seen had, that? I had that's good. Yeah, but, it's pretty dope. Yeah, no, Valerian's just a beautiful, beautiful movie. I need to watch that because maybe I didn't watch it because of the fucking how bad it got reviewed. Get really high and just watch it, man. It's like Avatar 2.0. The, yeah. There's this one planet that is introduced to called Mole. Or mole, yeah, and it's just full of these this paradise, and it's just a gorgeous scene. Just watch that one scene; it's like fucking hell. Right. Beautiful special yeah, effects, man. Definitely have to get on that. And the whole story is is that aliens came to Earth, but they like built it in the space station, the International Space Station, and more and more ships were joined, and eventually became its own fucking floating city. And it has all these different types of aliens living amongst each other. 
And it is so fascinating. That's why George Lucas got inspiration for like the Millennium Falcon and all that. That all came from Valerian because it was based on a French uh, comic back in the 60s or 70s. I think it was the 60s. Yeah. That's where the story comes from. Yeah, yeah. The film did really well in France, but the Yanks didn't give a shit about it. (laughs) I mean, they have different tastes to us, man. Some films do really good here and do shit over there, don't they? There's some French movies out there that are absolutely pish. <laughs> yeah, borrow, borrow Corby phrase. <laughs> Taxi's good though. Taxi's great. That inspired that's me to want to learn French. That that's what the film that got me inspired most to learn French. And you can't watch it English stuff. You got to watch it in its original form. Yeah, no, it's a great film, and like it's fun watching that film now and understanding it. Now I was thinking, fuck, I used, I remember watching this not understanding a word they were saying and thinking, I want to learn that language. Yeah. The film just gave me such good vibes. That and Transporter, the first Transporter movie. The beginning bit where he's just knocking around France. Yeah, yeah. That uh, Jason Statham where he's yeah. yeah. I, I don't care for the film, but I like that first act. I like the opening act of Trans- Transporter. Because that's, yeah. like, that's a dream, dude. Like, what? A, that's why I like playing Driver 3 of all games. Driver 3, fucking hell. Because you can go to Nice in the game. Mm-hmm. And Nice is just so fucking, even though it's like PlayStation 2 graphics, it's just a cool vibe. Driver free, man. What a fucking classic. Yeah. Maybe suck stick now. It's still, it sucked stick when it came out, but it was just, it's just an open world of a different environment. And just cruising mm-hmm. around Nice is quite funny because it's how primitive it is now. And you've got Miami. That's another level. Yeah, man. Fucking uh, driver free. It was, it was a piece of shit, but. I just remember playing it non-stop for a while. Mm, same. And then uh, GTA Vice City came out for the for the uh, Xbox. Vice City. That's still my favourite, you know. It's a good game, mate. It's not, it's not got a customization and a lot of that, but just... Well, like I said before, it's hard to go back to these games because gaming has oh, yeah, affected yeah. itself so much. The controls, the dual analog, the, you know, everything, it's just so sensitive. That's to- why I'm glad I got into JRPGs because, like, they still hold up because they yeah. still make them the same these days. The just better graphically. Turn-based yeah. games, yeah, yeah. The mechanics it's don't a change. a great story, yeah. But first-person shooters, action games, RPGs, once once they have a fucking enhancement, yeah. I mean, you, you can't try. go back, really. That's what even I mean. Oblivion, even Oblivion, that came out in 2006. That's hard to go back to. I still enjoy playing it, but it's it's like... It's... Limited. Yeah, well... I went through a phase of playing Fable 2. That's a good, great game, man. I remember I wanted to be evil, and it just totally wasn't worth it. No. Just because... I the, the original Fable is good for choice, like that. Second one, they took they, they kind of hyped it up for E3, give your hopes up. They yeah. kind of had that one straight path, but the original Fable, mate, you can... If you decide to go maze the whole game, you'll end up the game as an old wizard glowing and shit. Oh. Like, you can total... And if you're evil, you'll have horns growing at your fucking head and shit. So what's, good. what's what's your better, Fable 1 or 2? Fable 1. Oh, really? I haven't played the first one. Yeah, get the uh, remastered version on Game Pass. On oh, Game Pass. Sounds. And Because uh, it's got all the extra content with it as well. And yeah, because I remember getting... I never played the original original when it came out. It was just Fable. Mm. But when Fable with the Lost Chapters, I want to say, that came out. And I was like, I begged my mum to get me it. And uh, I think it was the original Xbox I still had. And... Um, Mate, that original Xbox was something else because you could. That was the first game console where you could rip CDs onto it. Yeah, 
you could have a little playlist of all these CDs. Like every time a friend would come around, they had the CD. Like you got gorillas. Like I remember Feel Good Ink. I, I ripped that from your CD. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. I had the single, man. Fucking you just had the, Fucking who paid for it? The thought that we actually paid for singles. Man, two two pound ninety nine. I think they used to be. Was that it for a single? But that's still extortionate for a one song yeah, on yeah, a disc. It's like ninety nine p now, isn't it? And sometimes you get a remix version of it or, or an extra song. Shong song. Shong. <laughs> I bumped from my head. I can only blame myself. I can dolphins taking over the objection slow. Where's the dolphins? So going back to your dad going into the shop asking for blueies, remember choices just, just to have them there? Kids would be walking through the shop and shit. Yeah. They'd have fucking pornos. Like, like they're not going to go to that section. It's not very hidden. Mate, I met this guy called Mark on a train and he was a gay dude that looked like Daniel Craig. And I used to always, I used to be on my BMX and I'd take the train back from Poole all the way to Weymouth because I'd been doing gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I was crazy, man. I'd spend two hours traveling to a place where I'd do gymnastics for one hour and go home. Uh, I was fucking upset. That's how committed. committed. Was. That's, yeah, that's exactly. commitment. Man. That was it. And I'd always get on the train at a place called Branksom. Take about 45 minutes to get to Weymouth. And there was this gay dude that looked like Mark, uh, looked like Daniel Craig that just started chatting to me and all that. And we're just back and forth for weeks. Every week, I kept getting on the same train that he was on. And nothing. Like, yeah, it was pretty sound dude and all that. But I could get vibes. Like, looking back, that, now that I'm older and less naive, I'm like, this dude was kind of fucked up. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, always worked at, he always worked at fucking porn shops every time I saw him. But there was one time, there was an exception, where I bumped into him and he was working at Matalan. But then then I saw him again at another porn shop <laughs> a, few, a few months later. It's a weird ambition to just want to work in porno shops. So yeah. Like- so, you know... For people in Weymouth, there was a dude out there that looked like Daniel Craig, and he works at a porn shop. His 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 CV at the top, he says, it predominantly wants to work in the porn industry. Imagine having a job interview at a porn shop. Like how many pornos have you watched? I, don't know, I watched hundred yesterday. Oh, I, I really like the Janet Jack me. Yeah, that's a good one. Janet Jack me. <laughs> Lord of the Lord of the Bum Rings. Yeah, uh, uh, Skill of Cock. You know, stars Jack Black Cock. Star Wars, <laughs> Return of the Return but of the- everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that's in there. This is, this is a good show. <laughs> and we got Fraser 2, King of Queens. We got all the good stuff. <laughs> King of Queens, I like that. Man, I love everyone loves Raymond. I just love the older brother because it reminds me of me a little bit. Just like that one episode where he moves out <laughs> and the fucking the landlady just turns out to be like his mum. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves Raymond, man. But I love Fraser. Fraser's good, yeah. I like Niles. He reminds me of me. Niles, what I names just, are I, Niles? I just, I just can't put up with that fucking candle after shit. It does my nothing. Yeah, man. Turn, the, older I've, the older I've got, the, the worse it's got for I'm, me. I'm turning to my dad. I was like, ah, oh, weeshed. Let me watch the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah 100%. I, I, yeah, because I used to like, I really enjoy Big Bang Theory, but and it, like even Two and a Half Men, it's just when you hear that laughter. Yeah. Because you know it's real laughter, but at the same time, I get a hint that there were some bits that weren't funny, and they just put laughter in it anyway. Oh yeah, of course Apparently, they do that. They do that. They do that. Yeah, they, there's more laugh. I think there's more canned laughter in the American versions as there is in the European version. I might have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure that that's a thing. It might. Not I remember be a time. I remember a time where I used to watch TV shows, and that wouldn't even bother me. You mm. know, you just watch the TV show, and you know what I mean. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't cross my mind. It's not until I got a bit older and YouTube was a thing and they started pausing there. They'd take out the can laughter of TV shows and like. Oh yeah. And it's so jarring because they just kind of awkwardly pause and 
Yeah, the next just staring. It's done it with friends, Big Bang, How I Met Your Mother, it's all that shit, man. Tell you what's a good one, that 70s show. So that doesn't have Canada after. Oh, that's good then. I'll check. I've out. just watching. I've just watched. Started watching that recently. Uh, I didn't give it a chance when I was younger because, like, I think. Well, do you know when you're younger, the m- more mature comedy didn't really hit 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 it off for of me. I was more of a fart and dick kind of guy, you know. I'm the guy, sort of juvenile humor. I still am. Yeah, I still am fart and dick kind of guy, but like, it has to be more sophisticated, get, now, doesn't it? Yeah. No. Nah, yeah, well, yeah, but it has to be I get, to it. I, I get more comedy I didn't get when I was younger. I was a bit slow as a teenager. We all were, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking your time to just blossom yeah. on, a, on a psychological level. You had to go through some shit. You know, the things that we wanted when we were 15 years of age, we're not those people anymore. We're not those kids. That's crazy. We are not those people. No, but I, the things I wanted to do then is I still want to do now, and I'm kind of doing them now. I didn't know what podcasts were, but I've always wanted to yeah. do some shit with radio and interviewing and shit. So like. I've kind of fell into my own ball game here, mm. you know, and writing yeah. as well. I'm doing that. Basketball kind of went off the cliff a little bit, but like I still am into the same shit I was into. It's just my brain's got wiser and more mature. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't put up with shit as much as I used to. Like my principles have changed me, I say. Yeah, your like, values change or you... you... You better reinforce I your vow, values. I value loyalty a lot more than I used to. Yeah. Because now I've got older, this pandemic's happened. You see how unloyal motherfuckers really are. Mm. I mean, I could name about three, four loyal people on my hand right now. And they're the ones I fucking speak to to this day. That's it. The rest of I've just... See you later. And, and I don't feel bad either. I think that's, It's made me a that's most important. That's the most important part about growing up is... Right, my hair's grew back as well. I mean... There you go, mate. That's what helped. Just not giving it shit, you know, kind of. And then taking taking some time when you need time to just fucking block the world out and just chill for a couple of days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, I'd go fucking crazy. Try and transcend outside your own mind. You know, that's why reading the wisdom of the Tao helps. Why reading? Um, what was that uh, book your dad was on about? The that's Tao. the book. Yeah, the wisdom of the, the wisdom Tao. of the Tao. Yeah. That's not Tao. What's that it's Taoism. Is similar to uh, Buddhism, but it, I mean, I can never really give the proper definition. But from there's these 84 verses, the wisdom of the Tao, it might be 84, might be 86 verses. And Dr. Wayne Dwyer in this book has sort of broken down each verse and given like a three, four page explanation of what that represents and what the teachings are behind these verses. And one of the good ones was, uh, and I got this from the Deepak Chopra. Um, I can't remember the book, The Power of Now. Both his book and doc, uh, Dr. Wayne Dwyer mentioned about the ego being this entity that tries to justify itself. It tries to, it, it enslaves us to the past and it leaves us constantly wanting for the future. And by feeding into that ego, we, we, we create, we give the ego an identity, even though it's, it doesn't need to be. It's hard to explain, but no, I know what you mean. Our, our, our past traumas, you know, Deepak Chopra talks about how we create this shadow self, this darker self in us that is the ego manifesting within us. And we think that's who we are. And it's like, no, no, we are more than just that past trauma. Those, mm-hmm. those, um, what they call body pains or mind pain. I can't remember the term was now. Phantom pain. It was like, I don't know, fuck the words. The word's gone. Pain past. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. May I cut that bit out? Um, yeah. You know, talks about this, um, the shadow self. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's just the ego trying to give itself an identity by making you part of it. It's like, oh, you know, remember the, all these things from the 90s, the 2000s? It makes it, that, that's who you are. These are your things. That's why this whole cancel culture thing's a bit sketchy because we're going back to people's past 10, 20 years ago and they're different human beings now. Some people aren't and some people are animals, but there are also a lot of people who are just say things that are deemed offensive. And it's like, well, there was a different culture and they were different people. They were products of that culture. And now yeah. we are starting to become products of this culture. And it's well, like, I seen the other day, actually, this is relevant. A cricketer, I don't give a fuck about cricket, but um, it's like an English, like a top guy. And he's uh, been suspended while they investigate his accounts for something uh, racy. Oh, I don't know if it was racy, but he said something in this when he was a teenager and they're investigating it. Yeah. And this guy is like 30 now, I think, maybe. I don't know, but it's like, it's pretty dodgy, man. Unless it's really fucked up what he said. Mm. Yeah, it was a crime if he'd murdered someone. Sure. I don't think it was a confession. I think it's just something he said. But again, people need to bear in mind, there's this, we need this, there's this buffering period where it's like, okay, people are changing over to the culture. You know, we just, I just slowly let it associate with me. There are going to be some things I don't agree with and some things I disagree with, but we, sh- well, there's some things I'm going to agree with and some things I'm not going to agree with. And, I think it's just important to remember that we are all individuals. You know, as long as we've got kindness in our heart and love being the intention, then that's a good enough, right? That's good enough. Don't judge me because I don't speak your language. Don't judge me because I don't have your mind. I'm still on your, I'm still your ally in this, in this journey or intend to be. So don't make me your enemy. That's what, that's what I say to these fuckers. Unless you're affiliated. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's just like, but you get these cultures where it's it's fucking hard to love, isn't it? Yeah, man. Oh yeah, it's it's easier to hate. I think. I mean, it can be a burden. I mean, hatred can be exhausting after a while, but initially yeah, it's easier. It's easy to be angry. I think, but then the more you do something, the more it becomes an instinct. The more it becomes second nature. You need yeah. a release. You need a release of something. Yeah. And except murder. You don't want to do that. But like, like, even if it's just like punching a fucking bag or something, mm. simple, something simple like that, you need a release. Walking down the fucking street and sniffing the air. Yeah. Just something, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, there, there, there are plenty of times, not just me, but you and everyone else, where you reacted in a way that was aggressive and you felt stupid by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Felt oh, like 100%. I felt, like, I felt stupid. Except for except for what, a couple of times, yeah. Every, most of the time, you feel stupid for acting angrily. Yeah, because even is that a word angrily. I don't know. Well, we just made it a word because that's what language is. You <laughs> say a word, and I know what it means. There <laughs> you go. Except if you're except if you're from Romania and don't understand certain nouns and hey, shit. And you language don't know what is changing. Our sentences are becoming shorter because of Twitter. Because of- I remember, but I remember saying to this, uh, I was sitting in my garden and I lived with this Romanian dude, and uh, I can't remember the exact sentence I said, but I said the word assiness. And to explain the word assiness to a Romanian man that looked confused as fucked, fucked. Mate, what, try fuck it, I, what the fuck am I doing? Try, yeah, ex- try and explain fucking steak and blowjob day to a French couple. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, how would you? He was like, "What is this assiness?" 
it's like I don't actually know how to explain assiness. It's the air that has a smell of ass. Well, no, I did. I said it was like it's the word assy. You know, assy. You smell it. Smells assy. He was like, yes. I was like, but with ness on the end. He was like, oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, it was hard. It's like it's hard to explain that. Why I just made it up assiness, isn't it? So it's you know what? Up. If it becomes that difficult to explain it to someone, just don't use it. Just say it smells like ass. No, but I, yeah, I should have said ass, but I, I added the assiness. I do that, you know. I, I like to add the ness on the end of certain words. It makes it sound funny you're, to me. I think the rules are you're allowed to make up words so long as it eventually does become adopted and becomes part of the culture. Like, like the, uh, the fuck ness monster. That's funny. That's funny, but again, that's not something I really heard. Yeah, I just made that up right now, but like if I said that to that room, you'd oh, yeah, that. I associate with the Loch Ness monster, but then you go like, what? But it doesn't even you, make sense. That's, oh, that's why. You know, I don't know. It's, uh, Sorry, I, I, put, I put you off track. <laughs> 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 I 